Thank you. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. Is everybody awake? I actually woke up at 4.30 this morning, which is 5.30 in the new time. And so I'm awake. How about you? If you're awake, raise your hand. Okay. Yeah. I know some of you aren't. Uh, yes, I've been a pastor for a long time. Uh, a little boy came up to me one day and he said, Hey, mister. About four years old. Hey, mister. What's your name? And I go, well, I'm Pastor Fred. He go, Pastor Friend. Okay. <laughs> and so when I was in the hospital, I'd visit with little kids and in the hospital. You know, it's hard to watch little kids being sick. And so, uh, I tell them that story and little kids would go, as I'm walking down the hallway, hi, chaplain friend. So you'll remember my name anyway, won't you? Well, you know, today I'm going to share a message. And if you don't mind, I'm going to kind of sit. Uh, if I stand too long, because I'm old. No, I'm really not. It's because of my injury. But I am so glad that I get a chance. It's been a long time since I've done a, a preaching assignment. I've done a lot of funerals. And I was going to bring one of my funeral messages, but I didn't think that was appropriate. And, uh, you know, I used to have a card that said, uh, uh, call, pa- uh, call Chaplain Fred. He puts the fun back in funerals. <laughs> and on the other side, it said, uh, it said uh, he'll let you down easy. <laughs> so, yeah. My humor. Someone said, yeah, he's going to tell at a joke. No, I'm going to tell a few jokes. So that's okay. Is, is humor okay, guys? Yeah. You know, the joy of the Lord is my strength. And that's where we uh, you know, share with one another. And my message is from my heart to you, hopefully from God's heart, on how to take care of people. How many have ever been in the hospital? How many have ever had a chaplain come to visit you? Kind of nice when I come alongside to pray with you. I got to do that so many times. And I can remember the two prayers that I prayed in the morning. Lord, number one, Lord, empty me of me and fill me with you. That was my first prayer. My second prayer was, Lord, give me divine appointments. Let me meet the people you want me to meet. And I wasn't. there wasn't a day that I was disappointed that God opened the door. Someone would say, well, what are you doing here? I, you know, I was just thinking about calling you. And I said, well, God called me first, so here we are. And uh, the caring of people. I was a care pastor for uh, 20 years at the Church of Rocky Peak in Chatsworth, a large church back over there. But, uh, yeah, I, I was a care pastor, and I don't care anymore, but I really do. And I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that I will be able to do some ministering uh, in churches and uh, maybe uh, in some of the mortuaries, whatever, uh, helping out. I haven't retired. I'm retreading. <laughs> you know what you do when you retread? You take that old tire and you use it for something good, like a swing, right? A tire swing. I've got nine grandkids. And they're not babies. My 22-year-old granddaughter wouldn't say she was a baby. Only the boys say that. Hey, you're a... No, anyway. Um, but no, uh, well, we have nine grandkids. So, uh, uh, like a tire, right? Uh, or you could use it for a buffer between a boat and a dock. You know, I can be a peacemaker. Actually, my name Fred means peacemaker. 
And uh, I like that. I want to be a peacemaker. I want to come alongside people, love them where they're at, and watch God do a work. You know, being, being used by God, isn't it great to be available to God and to be used by Him? And so uh, that's my prayer is that I can do it, come alongside people and, and love them. And uh, I always tell people I'm an upstanding citizen, but today I'm a sitting down citizen, I guess. <laughs> Because I'll do better, and you guys will probably get more out of me if I don't fall over. Uh, would you take your Bibles, uh, flip over to flip over to Philippians? Can you do that? Now you roam through Romans, you flip through Philippians, right? You emphasize Ephesians, huh? huh? So are you there? Philippians chapter two, one to five. And uh, you have an outline right there, and you might want to put some verses in as I, I go along, whatever thoughts you have, uh, just so you can go back and think about it later on. So, if there's any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord of one of mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit. But in humility, count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only in his own interests, but also the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus. And you know that whole passage talks about how Jesus humbled himself and became obedient. And uh, God exalted him to the highest position. So the what uh, of this passage, what... Well, the encouragement. I love encouragement. I love the word. If you go out to my car, on the back of my car is a license, and it says the encourager on it. When I was doing my ministry, I would send letters for people to pray for me and stuff, and it was called the encourager. You'll see Philippians 1, 20 and 21, which I just had on there. Anyway, uh, so encouragement, and, and that word encouragement, giving courage to somebody else to go on. Courage. And then the, the word comfort, coming alongside when someone's hurting. You know, the Holy Spirit is called the comforter, right? You know, the Holy Spirit convicts us. Uh, he comforts us. He gives us good counsel. Aren't you glad that we have the Holy Spirit who embraces us in our time of need? Comforting. Participation. Being a partner with. Today we did communion. We always call it communion. What is communion? It's something that we have in common. We're doing it together. I don't care how young you are, how old you are. We're doing it. We're one big family together doing that. Affection. I don't know about you. Are you a hugger? We, we, we came up here and I, I told Becky and I were um, talking about, you know, oh, I'll wake up in the morning and I say, Honey, can I have a Ida hug? And what is what is the other word, Becky? Oh, I want Ida hold you. Yeah, yeah. And so, so every time we had all of our kids, our, our nine grandkids, everybody here at Christmas time, and some of them were here uh, for church. Uh, but anyway, uh, before they all leave, we got in a big circle and said, "Okay, Ida hug." Yeah, and that was good. That was fun. 
and the kids like that. Our son, our grandson was here this weekend. He went over to Northwest um, Nazarene to look at this college or the university there, possibility of going there to school or Boise State. And he's a junior in high school, and he's excited about the possibility of moving up here. And so um, we're just loving it. So this morning when he left, I took him over to the airport, and uh, before he left, we all gave him an Ida hug. So... Anyway, you know how to hide a hug? Yeah, okay. Giving a hug. So, how do you do that? How do you do encouragement and comfort and, and participation and affection? And then sympathy. How many have said goodbye to a loved one? A family member? Yeah. It's so hard to say goodbye to the people we love. I have done so many funerals and so many times with people. I used to do a, a program at the uh, at Rocky Peak Church and it was called um, Grief Share. And I did that for about 20 years with people who had just said goodbye to a loved one. And we'd, we'd just spend, I think, 10 weeks in, in sharing what we call Grief Share. And, uh, you know, grief isn't easy. Do you ever, are you sympathetic? How do you do it? Well, how do we do it together? How do we do it as a as a body of, of, of Christians, as ambassadors for Christ? Well, you got to have the same mind. You have to have the mind of Christ. We have to do it with knowing that Christ is in the center of it. The same love. Wow. You know, someone said, kiss you, I don't even know you. You know, one thing you need, what needs to happen in, in the body of Christ when you're together, whenever you're together, um, the, the word, the same love is, is to show that. Yeah, sometimes, I know, I know some churches, they get really crazy and say, okay, turn around and hug somebody, you know, or shake their hand. And I can remember saying that, kiss you, I don't even know you. See? Uh, but, but we need to know each other. We need to know each other. And how do we do it? We spend time with each other. We go out uh, together. We we share together. After church today, you're going to have a, a meal together. There's something about food that brings us together. I hope you guys all bought good stuff because I'm hungry. <laughs> oh, I'm supposed to bring my own? Okay, well, probably. And then one accord. Having that tightness. We're of one accord. You know, Jesus and the disciples drove a car. Huh? Yeah. They were on one accord. Yes. Okay, I'll stop. But that's my heart. I hope you guys don't mind my humor. The negative is selfishness, conceit. I'm better than you are. My, my thoughts are better than your thoughts. I don't care about you. I only care about me. You're right in the middle of pride. What's the letter? What is it? I. What's the middle of sin? I. You know what our problem is? We have I problems. Right? We, we used to do a game with our... I was a youth pastor, so we used to do things, crazy things. But uh, I remember we did a game. You remember this, Becky? Where we handed out like ten um, uh, pins, uh, safety pins, and through the evening in our time together, if anybody talked about themselves, 
and someone caught them, they had to give their uh, pen away. So every time you said I, me, my, all like that, try it sometime when you're talking with somebody. You know, always centered on yourself. The positive, look out for others' needs. Are there needs around you? Sure. There's needs in your family. There's needs in your friendships. There's needs in your uh, community. And this is the thing that we just have to be aware of. So uh, who's our best example, our supreme example? Jesus. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. He went all the way. He was God. I don't want to go down there and be with those nasty old sinners. No, he didn't. He came. He loved us. For God so what? Loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him will not perish, but what? Have everlasting love. Not a question mark, but an exclamation point. Yes, I know God loves me. And he loves me forever, and he loves me with an everlasting love. So now look at your outline a bit. I'm going to just go over these few things. Uh, I, I did a program at the hospital, and this one was for Christians per se, but it was for those who were visiting in the hospital. We had a lot of volunteers, and uh, we call them active listeners. And an active listener is someone who will come alongside someone in the hospital. A lot of times there were people in the hospital who didn't have anyone, especially some of the older people. Because their family was away, they, you know, they just were alone. So these nice, these people would train, and I would do the training with them, and we'd go over, and this is kind of like it is. So I'm doing a little training with you this morning, but hopefully it'll stimulate you to be a quality care person. See, we want quality people, don't we? People who really, really care. So, and I call it the A-team. Anybody know the A-team? Yeah, yeah, some of us are old. Actually, it's back, right? Is there a new series of the A-Team? Something like that. So I call it the A-Team, and that means that everything I tell you today starts with the letter A. Okay? So, first the word is available. Right in front of you. Available. God isn't looking for people with ability. He's looking for God, people with availability, available to his ability. Oh, but I'm not, I don't know everything. I don't know this or that. No, just be available. When Jesus sent out the disciples, he said, don't worry about what you're going to say. I'll put my words in you. And sometimes that's, sometimes we get so rehearsed and ready. Okay, I've got it together and I memorized this and I, no, let the Holy Spirit just kind of speak through you for him. So available, willing to give of your time and talents to serve others. First Peter fourteen, First uh, Peter four ten, as each of you has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. What does it mean to be available? Uh, not always in a rush. I'm not too busy to listen and to care. Some people are too busy. Remember the Good Samaritan? And the people that passed the poor man by were religious people. And here comes a Samaritan who's nobody, and he comes alongside and cares for someone as he sees the need. 
too busy. Secondly, the word approachable. How many like their doctors or whoever, uh, your medical doctor? Yeah. How many kind of don't like your doctor? They don't have a good bedside manner. They don't have manners at all. Yeah. Willing to be a bridge builder, not a wall builder. You know, some people, have you noticed some people in your life, and hopefully you're not the, the person like that, but you throw up bridge, uh, throw up walls. Instead of being a bridge builder, you're a wall builder. Um, uh, we had a nurse that had a, a note on her, at her desk there that says, uh, I'm sorry, let, uh, I'm getting ahead of myself. That's under attentive. But Hebrews 4.16, let us then, and this is under approachable, let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and grace to help in time of need. Is God a wall builder? No, he's a bridge builder. Hey, maybe the church that sponsored this church is Bridge Bible Fellowship. I'm sure God wasn't called the wall. The bridge. The bridge Bible. Um, James 1.5. If any man of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without a reproach, and it will be given him. No barriers. You're patient. You're not superior. Are there people in your life that you just you know, are hard to be around? You, know, you want to talk to them, or they want to talk to you, and uh, they, they throw up a wall. You share a burden with them. You share something that's happening in your life that's really hard, and they go, "Oh yeah, really? Oh, that's I used to have that problem." Oh, I had one lady, uh, one of my active listeners, and she was so, so interesting. She just talked all the time. And her assignment, which was weird, was in the waiting room where people were waiting for their loved ones to come out of, of surgery. And so she'd get to a conversation. Oh, well, who's your doctor? Well, my doctor's Dr. Jones. Oh, you know, I don't think I like him, you know. And then what's, what's what kind of a, Kind of a surgery. Oh, I had that surgery, and oh, you know, I was. No, I'm just that kind of thing. So instead of being a bridge builder, she just threw up a wall, and uh, she wasn't the best active listener, <laughs> and that's why. But sometimes people are hard that you can't approach. But the word says that we can approach the throne of grace at any time. Are you approachable, or do you throw up a wall? Okay, so the third, the third thing is attentive. Willing to listen with your heart as well as with your ears. And this is what I was going to say about the nurse. She had a little sign that says, hearing isn't listening. How many times have you said to somebody, I heard you. Did you really? I go into a room where some people are, are, are going through some really difficult times. And they say, I'll say, how are you today? I, I think that I got away from saying, how are you? Because I know they're in the hospital. They're not the best shape. But uh, often they'd say, oh, I'm fine. Boy, I listened to that. I heard that. But I went beyond that. 
from the ear to the heart, from the head to the heart. Being attentive. Joyce Landorf, uh, a writer, Becky had found this the other day, it was really good. Please listen carefully, carefully and try to hear what I'm not saying. Hear what I'd like to say, but cannot say. Listening. James 1.19, write it down. Know this, my beloved brothers. Let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. Proverbs 18.13. If anyone gives an answer before he hears it, is his folly and shame. Have you ever been talking to someone and you think they're listening to you and they're really thinking about what, how they're going to answer you? Huh? They've already got it in their mind and they actually say it before you're done talking. Anybody like that? No, no, you guys don't have anything like that. And you're not like that, of course. Are we? Yeah, we can be. So listening with our heart as well as with our ears. So the, the, the thing there about uh, being attentive, those things on the, on the outline there, be other-centered. Be others-centered. Don't just think about your own interests. Think about the interests of others. Do you really care about people, or do you just say it? Go beyond the words and the emotions. Have a compassionate connection. Compassion. Loving. Who do you have in your life right now as that kind of a person? Who would who would the people would you be the one someone else would say, Hey, you care? If I'm hurting, that's the first person I'd go to. So attentive. Next one on your outline is affirming. Willing to encourage and build others up. On two words I like, write them down. Encouragement and understanding. Encouragement is giving another person the courage to go on. Encouragement, giving someone the courage. A word means to pour courage into. I like that. Have you done that for someone else? And then understanding. Oh, I understand. No, you probably don't in the same sense. Well, I had that. I went through that. But you're not that person. So I changed that word understanding and I turned it around. Stand under. I'm going to stand under you. I'm going to support you. I'm going to affirm you. Second Corinthians 1, 3 to 5. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all of our afflictions, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. For as we share abundantly in Christ's suffering, so through Christ we will share abundantly in comfort too. Yeah, comfort. Are you a person who brings comfort to others? Affirming you are worth something. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how young you are. God don't make no junk, right? God doesn't make... Every person you meet... Have you ever thought about the people you meet day by day, even strangers, that God brought them into your life for a purpose? 
to love and to care and to be an example to. That's important, so important. So affirming, give support, give courage, give understanding. Affirming, yes. Then the next one is assuring, assuring. Willing to give a glimpse of hope. One time I was a part of a church and they had a big conference and the theme of the conference was a people of hope in a world of despair. Isn't a great title? We're a people of hope in a world of despair. We bring hope. Do we live in a world of despair? Sure we do. Are people giving up? Yes. Young people taking their lives because they can't handle it. People giving up on life. Oh, may we be the ones who assure them, bring hope to them. First Peter 3.15 In your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy, always prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for the hope that's in you. You do it with gentleness and respect. Have you ever had someone say, why are you so happy? Or why are you, how come you got through this? Then you share what Christ has done in your life. The comfort that he comforts us with, we get to comfort others with. I didn't like going through a car accident. I didn't like being out for as much time, going through rehab, not having the strength that I need, that I'd like to have now. I know I'm old, but that's all right. I'm just a young man in an old man's body. That's all. So assuring, assure of presence, I'll be there for you. And then assuring, I will care for you. And when I was in the hospital, it wasn't mine to say, okay, you're going to get well, because I couldn't. God can heal, God can change the situation, I can pray, but I can't tell them they're going to get well. But I'm going to be there, and I'm going to care about them. And then the last one, the last one, uh, is the word authentic, authentic. Willing to be open and honest. I use that one verse, uh, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ in 2 Corinthians 1, 3 to 5, where it says, who comforts us in all our affliction so that we may be able to comfort those with the comfort we have received by God. Have you used it? Have you taken your life experience and your real I don't have any problems. Yeah, I went through that. I know how hard that is. Because I didn't like it. I didn't want it. But God brought me through it. The authentic, speak the truth in love. Say the right thing. Say the truth. Be transparent. Acknowledge your own grief. When you go through it, that's authentic. When people come to you, you know, a, a, a pastor or someone like me comes to you and says, I'll snap out of it. You know, God is on the throne and all like that. And you get kind of, you know, oh, wow. No, hey, I hurt. I've gone through it. And I know what it feels like. I think the most effective people who, who, who care about people are those who've been cared for. I had a guy who would drive me to the hospital for my appointments. He'd drive me all I couldn't drive. And I called him Mr. Crazy. 
Oh, he called me Mr. Crazy. He was my Uber driver. And he did. He just took, he was a great guy. And he was the kind of guy, he didn't have a lot of talent and stuff. He didn't, couldn't do a lot. But he cared for me. And he walked with me. And he helped me. And he saw me fall a few times. And he picked me up. Who's picked you up? When was the last time you picked somebody else up? Ask this question as we pull it together. Are you a good caregiver? Are you available? Are you approachable? Do you listen with your ears, uh, with, with your heart as well as with the ears? You're attentive. Are you affirming of people? Do you let them know that they're worth something? Are you assuring that you're going to be there and help them? Are you going to be a real person with them and not some phony, but a real, authentic person? So my message to you this morning, I hope you've heard it. Take what you can, throw out the rest. Be a good caregiver. You know how this church is going to grow? By people caring. Taking a meal. And you guys do it. You guys do it well. There's been some situations where people have been hurting. Or some people have been moving in. We've had people, when we moved in, it was so great to have people come over and do the work, and I just sat there and watched them. No, really not. But, but I mean, I couldn't do a lot of it, so we were glad for the people who helped us. We're always glad when we get a meal, and we, it's always good, isn't it? So what are you doing that's a real caring thing? Are you a care person? Yeah, I really do care. Now I'm going to call, close with this verse, um, with this poem. Do you remember when the uh, Paul was there, and, he, and someone brought a invalid, a man who, on a stretcher, brought him, oh, brought him to Jesus. I'm sorry, said Paul. But Jesus, and they couldn't get in because of the crowd, so they said, ah, we're going to get him in there. They took over off the roof, they lowered him in, and Jesus healed him. Remember that? Well, this poem has that kind of a feeling. Listen, it's called a stretcher bearer, carrying someone. Would you be my stretcher bearer when I can no longer stand? Would you each pick up a corner of my pallet in your hand? This burden's just too heavy. I find I cannot bear its pain, its grief, its sorrow. And so I chance to dare to ask you, would you carry me through the valleys dark and wide? Then set me safely down again where peace and hope abide? God said his yoke was easy and his burden would be light. That's surely why he sent you each to lead me through the night. And now, I must lift others and the burdens that they bring. I'll be a stretcher bearer, carrying wounded for the king. I want to be a stretcher bearer. How about you? Amen? Let's pray. Father, thank you for the opportunity of sharing this with the ambassador family. Lord, be they young or old, Lord, may we all be that kind of a person. May we be the kind of friend that people can count on and available and approachable and affirming and authentic. 
Lord, would you take us from this place rejoicing because we've been together in your presence. In Jesus' name, amen.